Today and every day, it's the Gary Gatehouse Show. Getting after Lefty. Stand by. Here's Gary. Well, looky here. A new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. That's damn sure right. This ain't your little sister's radio station. I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse. It's Saturday, and I hope you survive Friday. Stand by. We got a hell of a monologue coming up. You know, patriots, the leftist media, the propaganda arm of the Democrats' party, in lockstep with their bosses, have tried to tie President Trump to Putin, tried to hang collusion on the president, tried to hang treason on the president. Hell, they've tried everything. Well, maybe not. Now they are putting together a bill to lay foundation for removing President Trump from bringing the President of the United States, based on the fact, as they say, he is mentally incapacitated. Now, here are the main points of the bill, the latest attempt to oust our President, President Trump. Now, there's an amendment to the U.S. Constitution, a 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, and it allows Congress to set up a medical commission that would determine if a President is fit for office. The president's cabinet is also allowed to serve that purpose, but Congress has never really ever established its own group to participate. Either panel would require the vice president of the United States of America to agree before Congress could vote to remove the president. Who is behind all of this? Who is behind? Who is trying to set up a commission to target President Trump based on, as they say, inability, mental capacity to carry out the office and the requirements of the presidency of the United States. It's a leftist from the state of Maryland. Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin, a loony-looking leftist, he's behind it. Congressman Raskin, he teaches constitutional law at American University. He tweeted this recently. Trump's mental incapacity is not a laughing matter. Senate that passed the 25th Amendment agreed inability meant a mental deliability or debility rendering a president unable or unwilling to make any rational decisions. The 25th Amendment has been around since shortly before John F. Kennedy assassination, but Congress has never formed its own committee in case it needed to judge a presidential's mental health. Here is what the leftist Jamie Raskin, that bill he is uh, authoring, will consist of. The Raskin bill would allow the four Republicans and Democrat leaders of the House and Senate to each choose a psychiatrist and another doctor. Then each party would add a former statesman, like a retired president or vice president. The final group of ten would meet and choose the 11th member, who would become the committee's chairman. Now, who do you think that 11th member would be? Well, hell, it'd be a leftist Democrat. You can take that to the bank. Once the group is officially seated, the House and the Senate would direct, through a joint resolution, to conduct an actual examination of the president, 
to determine whether the president is incapacitated, either mentally or physically. This is according to the Raskin bill. And if the president refused to participate, the bill dictates that shall be taken into consideration by the commission in reaching a conclusion. Under the 25th Amendment, such a committee or the president's cabinet can notify Congress in writing that a sitting president is unfit. In either the case, the vice president must concur, and he would immediately become the acting president. Presidents have voluntarily transferred their power to vice presidents in the past, including when they are put under anesthesia for medical procedures. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a completely different ball game. That's comparing apples and oranges there. Now, this loony dude Raskin, Congressman Raskin from Maryland, a, like I said, a constitutional law professor, as well as a legislature, has mad, has made no bones about the fact that his House bill is an attack on President Trump, specifically. In the case of Raskin's plan, the Constitution holds that both houses of Congress would hold a vote within three weeks. Within three weeks. If two-thirds majorities in the House and the Senate agreed that the President couldn't discharge his duties, he would be dismissed. Raskin's plan would have one fatal flaw, however. Legal scholars tend to agree that when the Constitution's framers first provided for the replacement of a president with an inability to discharge the powers and duties of office, they weren't talking about mere idiosyncrasies or being eccentric in some way. And when the 25th Amendment was sent to the state for ratification in 1965, the Senate agreed that inability meant that a president was unable to make a communicated or communicate his decisions and suffered from a mental debility, rendering him unwilling or unable to make any rational decision. Now, so, so far, two dozen members of the leftist House of Representatives, the Democrats, have signed on to cons- con- uh, co-sponsor the bill. And just here, here is a couple that have signed on to it. Well, I'm going to name one. One that's a real mental giant. Texas Republican she- Sheila Jackson Lee, a far-left socialist liberal Democrat, claimed Friday in a Fox News Business Channel interview that Congress can remove incompetent presidents. The 25th Amendment is utilized when a president is perceived to be incompetent or unable to do his or her job, she said. That goes to show you that statement. She doesn't know a damn thing about the 25th Amendment, what it entails. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's one dumbass broad from Houston that has the the wool pulled over her constituencies to the point where they think that she is actually a person of some intelligence. That woman, when they were handing out intelligence, Sheila Jackson Lee, when they were handing out intelligence, she was out playing grab ass with a, something. I don't know. But she wasn't in line. She never received any intelligence, gray matter whatsoever. She is one dumb ass broad. Patriots, this is just another attempt to overthrow a sitting president. Another attempt to circumvent the 2016 presidential election. Another attempt to put in in doubt of the minds of the American people on the competency of President Trump. This action 
These unfounded accusations are in themselves treasonous, if you ask me. The Democrats are the ones who have lost their minds, along with those that operate their propaganda machine, the media. My question is, where in the hell are the Republican leadership on this? No one has came out and said a damn thing, anything, in President Trump's defense. Where is Speaker Ryan? Where is Senator McConnell? Where are the rank-and-file Republicans? I don't trust them whatsoever. None of them. Patriots, the Democrats know another Supreme Court justice seat will come open soon, probably on President Trump's watch. The Democrats know that once a more than majority of conservatives are on the Supreme Court, their days of legislating from the bench in favor of their progressive communist ideas on laws of the land will be over. They know their so-called political party has nothing to offer the American people. Nothing whatsoever to offer the American people. They are all in with attacking the president, doing everything they can to stop him, and we the people, our agenda of making America great again. They have no nothing going on politically or socially that appeals to the majority in this country. Not a damn thing. Now when the dust settles on all this latest attempt, and we move on, you can bet the Democrats, the media, academia, Hollywood, will come up with some other scheme, some other tactic to attack the president again. Now, patriots, the Democrats know that their hands are tied. They cannot, they can't control President Trump. They have tried every which way but loose, but they can't do it. They have sided up, saddled up, and they have moved closer and closer to the media, who again is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, to try to do everything in their power to sway the people of the United States and try to convince them that Donald Trump is not a man that should be in that office, President of the United States, and it's all failed. Now, I was talking to a hardcore Democrat the other day, and we were discussing his party's attacks on Trump and the media attacks as well. And he said, and I quote, I am sick and tired of all this. It is getting out of hand. It's getting to be old hat. I believe most Americans, except a very hardcore leftist in our country, feel the same way. I believe the Democrats are shooting themselves in both feet and their ass. They are indeed over as a political party that has done everything they can to sway popular opinion away from President Trump, and they have not succeeded. Again, the Demo- Democrat Party has nothing more than leftist groups holding them together by one ideology, progressivism or communism. If you like that, if you want to sign on to that, then go ahead. But that is all the Democrats have. Nothing else. Nothing else. Period. We the people who stand with our president, President Trump, will overcome all of this. And we will stand tall. We will stand tall with our president. Taking our country back. Making America great again. We are, as a people, the American people moving forward. And that's my monologue for today. And stay tuned. After top of the news of Mr. Trade Martin and then a visit in America's history, past history, with the American Minute, I will be back with my rant of the day. Stand by.
here's your ultra-conservative talk show host, Trey Martin. Saturday, July 1st. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is Trade Martin. On top of the news is the name of this show. We're brought to you by PoliticalTruthSerum.com with news and views that are always right. The Gary Gatehouse Getting After Lefty Show on Podomatic.com. And Scott Allberg's 3% Dental, exclusively for dentists. Tell your dentist about it. 3% Dental. Okay, let's go directly to the news on July 4th weekend. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, my friends, it looks like they finally got Trump. Yes, they've got the 411 on Trump. What the hell is the 411? That's the scoop, the info, the reason. Oh, I got you. The liberals have found a section in the 25th Amendment that makes it seem like it's curtains for Trump. When the founding fathers were writing the Constitution, they were so sharp and so futuristic thinking that they suggested an amendment but didn't put it in the Constitution. It was not put in until 1967. I believe that Lyndon Johnson ratified it. Ratified it? What do you mean? It means they nursed it, rehearsed it, and, and made it sound so sweet. The Democrats love it because it's making their life complete. They believe they can exile Donald Trump for this. You mean they can lock him on one of his golf courses never to be heard from again? Bingo, that's what they want to do. Impeach him and exile him. Put him in exile? What are they, crazy? Now Maxine Waters is a pretty sharp woman. There's not too many smarter than her in Congress. Are you kidding me? The other day she said that 700 billion people will be affected by the new Trump care law. 700 billion? That's right. Where'd she get that number? There's 750 billion in the entire world. She was talking about America. Well, it's hard to dispute the genius of Maxine Waters. Even Einstein gets nervous when you mention her name. Then, of course, when you say Nancy Pelosi to Einstein, he begins shaking and he goes Lady Gaga. She's another one out in left field. Tony Bennett's trying to teach her how to sing. Eh, Leave Lady Gaga alone. She's two steps above a karaoke singer. You're just being polite. I'd take Miley Cyrus and Beyonce any day. Miley Cyrus? Without her tattoos, she'd have no voice at all. And Beyonce just had twins. Let's get back to Trump. Okay, what are they going to impeach him on and then exile him about? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. They want to impeach him for excessive tweeting and then exile him for excessive twatting. (laughs) I'm serious. And I think they got him. For tweeting and twatting? That's really funny. (laughs) I'm glad you like it. Did you like most of the show? It stunk. Oh, come on. Let's not start that again. No, I'm just kidding. It was pretty good. Oh, well, thank you, Pipsqueak. Coming from you, that's a big compliment. I was just trying to make you feel good. It really stunk. I'll tell you, I just can't win with you. You're making our listeners think that we're not professional broadcasters. We are. We're professionals. We don't do any, uh, uh, well, I, uh, 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 like those other amateurs do on the other stupid podcasts. Some of them can't even put a sentence together. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You didn't hurt my feelings. It's just that you're making people think that we're stupid. We have a lot of listeners out there that love on top of the news. By the way, I feel bad that we didn't really get to many news stories today, or any news stories, except for this impeachment and exile story we fooled around about. If you look it up on the internet, you'll find that Maxine Waters actually did say she wants to impeach him, and then she wants to exile Trump. I just thought it was so funny and ridiculous that we had to talk about it. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, our time has run out, my friends. Thank you very much for listening. This is Trade Martin. On top of the news is the name of the show. We're on iHeartRadio, and we broadcast seven days a week. We will be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful patriotic weekend. And let me tell you that there are three days till Independence Day, 64 days till Labor Day, and 175 days until Christmas. Trade 
History was made on today's date. Stay tuned for an American Minute with Bill Federer. Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders charged up Cuba's San Juan Hill and captured it this day, July 1st, 1898. After eight hours of heavy fighting, over 1,500 Americans lay dead or wounded. Just four months prior, the U.S. ship Maine was blown up in Havana's harbor. Roosevelt resigned as Assistant Secretary of the Navy and organized the first volunteer cavalry, made up of pole riders, cowboys, and even Indians. After the battle, President McKinley wrote, At a time of the glorious achievements of the military at Santiago de Cuba, it is fitting that we should pause and bow before the throne of divine grace. This has been an American Minute with Bill Federer. For a free transcript, call American Minute at 1-888-USA-WORD. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Now, welcome back to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Saturday edition of Getting After Lefty Monologues and Rants. And my rant for today is this. There's a piece written out there by Leah Jensen, writer for the LifeZet.com. She went on to say in her piece, the founders envisioned and implemented godly principles and values into the blueprint for America, although the, that fact is often forgotten. She went on to say, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that amongst these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence states this. As we all remember and commemorate at this time of year, July 1776, our proud country declared its independence from that big land, that big uh, powerhouse across the ocean to Great Britain. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's the Founding Fathers. That's what they wrote when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. Today, as some people across our land destroy Ten Commandments statues on state capital grounds, and threaten Christian businesses' owners with lawsuits for living out their faith, it's invaluable to remember and celebrate our rights and independence. The, this Independence Day, we should strive to remember the Christian underpinnings of this nation, which helped give freedom to all, regardless of creed wrote Jerry Newcomb, a Christian TV producer and radio host and author in a column on WorldNet Daily. Barely a week goes by without some challenge to our nation's Judeo-Christian roots in the name of the separation of church and states, said Newcomb. But as uh, another 4th of July is upon us, it's interesting to note what the founders said in their own words. Quote, any serious student of American history will recognize that in the settling era of British North America, beginning with Jamestown way back in 1707, Christianity played a huge role in the motivation of so many of the different colonies, said Mr. Newcomb in an email to Life's Zet. That certainly doesn't mean all the founders were Christian by any means, Newcomb added. However, studies show about 95% of the men we call the Founding Fathers were professing to be Christians. The faith of our American founders helped shape the United States of America. 
These heroic individuals included President George Washington, an 18th century Christian, and Thomas Jefferson, among many others. Our third president was not a lifelong skeptic, according to Newcomb. In fact, a year after he wrote the main draft of the Declaration of Independence, he helped found a church as a layman called the Calvestial Reformed Church of Charlottesville in Virginia. He added, Jefferson did not intend a naked public square like today's secularists do, where they change the separation of church and state to the separation of God and state. None of the founders, including Thomas Jefferson, would agree with the absence of God in government. Christianity and faith are referenced throughout the Founding Fathers' documents of our nation, and the founders likely would not have been able to envision a world in which these moral principles and deeply held beliefs were not represented or respected in our society. On June 28, 1787, Ben Franklin, a signer of the Constitution, of course, called for prayer at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, when the United States Constitution, or where it was being written, in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for divine protection. Our prayers were heard and they were graciously answered, Franklin proclaimed on the day 230 years ago. To that kind of providence, we owe this country happy opportunity of consulting in peace of the means of establishing our future national felicity. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, patriots, our country based on the morals laid down in the Bible by God as a guidepost for us all. The founders recognized this. They knitted into the Constitution and Declaration of Independence God's word, Christian belief, and teachings. Yet the guiding principles of our governing documents today are being trashed by the leftist Democrats and the leftist secular groups and atheists of America. We Christians must stand up and protect our Constitution. It is under attack every day by the left, our country. A constitutional republic is not even referred to as such anymore. Most political most political people refer to our country as a democracy, as do most media. Hell, our schools, grade schools, high schools, colleges, and universities teach our children that our country is a democracy. And that is a blatant false lie. Once again, it is a republic. It is a constitutional republic. Every time we who love our country hear someone refer to our country as a democracy, we must correct them. This is our duty. This is our country, our governing body. Our country's laws, etc. are all based on the constitutional law. One of those being, we are a republic. And to close the show today, I must mention this because I'm very, very, very proud of it. One of my ancestors, John Hart, a man from the East Coast, a big landowner, signed the Declaration of Independence. And because he did so, he lost his land and many other things. One of my ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence, John Hart. And I feel really motivated every time I mention his word that I have got to stand up as his ancestor down the lineage trail and stand up for like he did. Stand up for our republic. It is a republic. It's our country, ladies and gentlemen. Stand up for it. It's all you got. 
It's the greatest country on the face of the earth. Until tomorrow, this is Gary Gatehouse. Wishing you all a fantastic Saturday. Until tomorrow, good day. Thank you.